Well, we got the mics on. We're both sitting here. We might as well record a show. I agree. Recorded live, simply to reduce the amount of time spent in post-production, the new Indispensable Show with Sable and Dave. Let's take a deep dive into the shallow end of American culture. Now, Mr. Dave Smith, this is the week. This is the week of eggnog. Ah, it is. And every year when I plan out my week of eggnog, I think, man, if I had just planned this out two or three weeks earlier, I could have had that eggnog aging, getting ready. It always tastes better after a couple of weeks. I didn't know that. And I haven't made the eggnog yet. Oh, you make the eggnog. That's why. I do. I make the eggnog. Okay. And I know it tastes better when I let it sit for a couple of weeks. But this year, Hmm. I just went out and bought all of the ingredients. It must have been Monday. Eh, it'll be good enough. It'll be great. I'll be making some tonight, actually. Eggnog finds a way. Eggnog, yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> and there's been a special request for non-alcoholic eggnog mm-hmm. as well as alcoholic eggnog, which I don't understand the non-alcoholic part. I get that even, from my kids. Even from the kids. I was like, well, just drink the stuff with the bourbon in it and you'll be fine. <laughs> no, they don't. They, no, no, they don't really. <laughs> I only let them drink wine, occasional beer, but... Not usually the bourbon. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're uh, Jewish, so they, they drink some wine once in a while. You know, it's uh, it's perfectly acceptable. There you go. All right. Well, welcome back. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Dave Smith. Thank you. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna introduce myself again. How did I do it last time when the, it didn't go? I said, uh, uh, the, "Yeah, this is Dave Smith. I my my privilege is white. My pronouns are His Majesty and His Highness, and my sexual preference is doggy style." And my name is Sable Cantus, musician and podcaster in Orange County, California. Now, we did have a little technical uh, cliche. <laughs> totally was on my bad, and I wasn't uh, having too many cocktails prior. No. But between the sound check and the recording, somehow everything you said got recorded, and everything I said didn't. Yeah. Did not. The, your, your iMac is very discerning. It's like, I like this guy better. That's what right. he has to say, I'm, I'm not going to record that other guy. And that's the, what happened. But we the, can't release that. The AI chips must have uh, figured it out. So anyway, <laughs> enough pod talk. I do want to mention that uh, we're recording a little earlier in the evening and being not alcoholics, we're going to wait at least until <laughs> 5 o'clock before we have any cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Kind of maniac that's, has a drink before eight, uh, five, uh, 5 p.m. So, well, it's not I mean, Saturday, is it? No. Okay, so yeah. this is a, re- a regular work day, and we're in the Pacific time, so it's still early enough that we're just going to hang back. Now, on the um, the last time we were talking, which we did not record <laughs> <laughs> completely, you had mentioned something about Paul Rudd. In oh a, yeah, in a, and you had a really you had some really interesting insight because I wanted to mention this Apple TV show mm-hmm. that I've been watching called The Shrink Next Door. Mm-hmm. Now, I wish I could remember my interesting insight. I don't know uh, what it was. <laughs> I guess we could roll the tape back for you. But so Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell are in the shrink next door. It's it's based on a true story. It says it on front of every yeah. every episode, uh, which you probably probably know the story. But it's very uncomfortable mm, how great. how realistic they are. Like the rich sort of clueless Will Ferrell's character. Mm-hmm has the family business and the house and the Zurich accounts and and the trust and you know half a million dollars in jewelry and uh, the psychologist is just crazy jealous grew up poor and has real <laughs> issues with money 
starts manipulating and taking control of the Will Ferrell character's life. Sounds complicated and hard to write. It so is. I'm, I, I, I'm glad no one has approached me to write anything like that. Because that would it, be work. It is complicated, <laughs> and the the intertwining. I think the, it would only works because the acting is really good. Mm-hmm. Because and you've you seen can, some of the show. Yeah, I'm totally up. I've caught up oh, to all okay. of them. And the reason I bring this up is because the show that I did watch on Apple TV before that was called Foundation. Mm-hmm. And. I love the books, Foundation. In fact, I've decided I'm going to read the rest of the series. The I read the three books, the made ones. I'm going to go back and read the other three uh, next month just because. Damn, that's a lot of reading. I, w- <laughs> I tapped out when it was like an hour. I was listening to it. It was an hour of like this guy talking about their pol- it was political machinations about mm-hmm. something. I was like, I, I don't I don't want to listen to this. I don't oh. care. So I tapped out. I'm not going to finish the foundation series. Oh, I, I, I think they're fantastic. I love to read that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'll be reading them all. But the foundation TV show, it's like, I don't know. If you saw this beautiful uh, brick of gold, like shiny, it was really like mirror shine. You could see your face in it. And you picked it up and you thought, man, this this solid gold brick doesn't weigh anything. And you squeeze it a little bit and your fingers went right through the the gold veneer and there was just like some cardboard and then a bunch of crap inside, like from your butt, like actual <laughs> crap. That's the foundation TV show on Apple TV. Yeah. And I noticed uh, we, t- we touched on this. We didn't quite say it this way, but they basically replaced all of the uh, good white characters with brown people. And then they made sure that the villains were all white males, mm-hmm. which kind of is going to dovetail into one of our topics later. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so, it's disgustingly woke. The acting is bad. The acts, I mean, the, the special effects are fantastic. The the cinematography yeah, yeah, yeah. is fantastic. There's there's Got no beef with that. And the style of the the look of it was great. The way they use that sort of sand uh, gran you know uh, granules for their effects. The way they mm-hmm. do video in the future is really interesting. I like that. Yeah, there there were a lot of things that that you could like about it, except that they took the whole story of the foundation, they threw it in the trash. <laughs> they made a story that's also called Foundation. That isn't really the same or anything like it, but it does have a couple words in similarity, but it's a complete woke flaming pile of garbage. Yeah, and, and the whole story doesn't need to take place anymore. We talked about this earlier, too, is because, uh, another show, and that's because uh, the uh, uh, the whole point of the foundation is to take all you – know, they, they predicted that the world, the, the universe or the, their society would collapse, so they had to take all the knowledge and make sure it was all cataloged so no, it wouldn't be lost, and they go off to do that, the scientists and stuff. But now we have the internet already in this timeline, in this universe, so completely – unnecessary because everybody has access to everything. They just need to make sure it's stored somewhere. I guess that would be... So it's just an IT problem now. Well, you didn't get far enough to find out that that's not really what the foundation was all about anyway. Now, okay. Was it uh, Was it a ruse? It was a ruse. Okay. It's pretty... And they, and they already did have it all backed up? <laughs> yeah, the information was just, uh, um, just to get the politicians to approve. Okay. It was just manipulation. Anyway... I, I recommend that you do not watch The Foundation on Apple TV. I watched the first episode. And not because the villains are white people and the and the brown people no. are good people. It's just that they just changed it around and just like made it, you know, it's just dog whistly wokey. Like, oh, come on. It's, it's not even bad because it's woke. Because some people will like the wokeness. It's bad because it's bad. Gotcha. It's bad acting. It's bad writing. It's a horrible story. It's boring. Very little nudity, which I was disappointed with. There's no nudity in there. That's right. Yeah. There's Matter of fact, yeah. So no nudity. I'm even more disappointed. 
So the reason I mention it though is because I was so excited about a foundation sci-fi series. Because yeah, sometimes too. the like the modern, like you look at Dune, modern sci-fi Ooh, is just good. so good with the with the special effects. Yeah. I hate watched eight episodes of the season. Just hate watch them. <laughs> I was like, dang it, I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> I hate watched four, but I tapped out. I I couldn't. Yeah, I, I let my my uh, Apple TV subscription lapse too. You're you're much better than me. <laughs> now, since we since we got together a couple days ago, um, the Rittenhouse trial has concluded. Yeah, did you have some more notes you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, we talked a lot about it, but obviously now knowing the results, um, I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised that I I do believe they came to the correct conclusion uh, because Kyle Rittenhouse. Did fire on those people in self-defense, as far as we could tell, and um, um, the uh, left news media is—they're still going back to their little thingies and just lying about it, everything. They're still saying, "I can't believe they acquitted this guy who unlawfully had a gun and carried it across state lines." And blah blah blah. It's like both of those things are not true, right? And Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be a very wealthy man after all these news organizations have to mm-hmm. pay him hundreds of millions of dollars and they should get punitive damages in the hundreds of millions all of them and hopefully it'll get them all to stop just blatantly lying about everything they'll which they were doing in this case they'll never stop blatantly lying because they're getting away with it i so like far, i like your spirit though i like where you're going with it <laughs> i want to see lawsuits and i want to see punitive uh damages paid out well I do agree that if uh, if Kyle gets a decent uh, legal representation and goes after everyone, including the president of the United States, libeled mm-hmm. and just outright lied about the facts of the case and made this guy, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, made him out to be uh, yeah. a white supremacist, killing black people. Absolutely no evidence for the white supremacy thing. He he didn't, mm-hmm. as far as we know, even look 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 askance at any black people. He was attacked, and maybe one of them had a reason to think Kyle was actually bad. But he was just kind of jumping in. He didn't know what was going on. And Kyle didn't know why he was being attacked. But this was the unarmed man with the skateboard who was who had hit, hit him, him with over the, the skateboard, yeah. which means you're unarmed. Um, God, I wish I wish Rachel Maddow would ask me to bash her over the head with an unarmed skateboard. That would be mm. interesting. I might I might go for that. Just give her give her a taste. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I still wouldn't. But you know, I think that if somebody's beating you over the head with a skateboard, that that they are trying to kill you, that they are literally Certainly trying to take you your could life. Reasonably think that. No, if you don't think that, then you must know the person personally, or you must hate yourself. True. And the the attorney, what's his name, Binger. One of the funnier things he said uh, was that um, Kyle should have just laid there and taken the beating because you don't know. Maybe they just wanted to beat the shit out of him, and that's what this game. But they might have just run off after that. He didn't have to kill them. And my wife was saying, "Should I just offer up the pussy for the rape?" I, or like, maybe they won't kill me. They just wanted to rape me. It's like, okay, give him the pussy, let him go. You know, don't try to kill him because uh, you don't you don't know they were going to try to kill you. That's what he said. You should just take... The, we all take a beating sometimes. That's what he said. No, we so don't. You should just rely on the fact that maybe they don't want to kill me. They just want to beat the living shit out of me. He said you should have just taken that chance. Wow. You know, we, we could go back to uh, I, what should be the hero of the left, actually. We can go all the way back to FDR, who said we should be able to live... We should be able to live without the fear of violence. We should live free of 
being afraid of violence, that we should be able to walk around our streets and our neighborhood without being afraid that someone's going to attack us. That'd that's, be nice. That's one of the four freedoms, like the fa- the fundamentals of our current free society. Well, that yeah, left, they want to turn everybody, in, everybody with a gun, they want to turn you into a vigilante, which they say Kyle Rittenhouse was. Um, you know, if I, if you he hear... wasn't, for the record. No. Now, you... It sounds like you agree with him. I think that defending yourself is good. I think defending your city, defending your neighborhood is good. I wasn't in the in the trial. I don't have all the facts. I don't know if he was going there looking for trouble and happened to find trouble in a way that was legitimate or not. Um, You'd have to read his mind to know but, why he actually went there. I mean, he's saying, I just was trying to help out. Right. It's but kind I, of his hometown. His dad lives there, family lives there, he works there. I'm inclined to believe that. And I think that any American, any American whose city is going to be looted by rioters should stand up and defend yeah, it. Yeah. Especially when the cops have said, we're not going to stop this. Yeah. They, they get to blast the whole place. If you found out there was going to be something at the intersection of the big intersection of your house, would you not be sitting on your front lawn with the with the shotgun just telling everybody, move along, folks. You're now a vigilante in the, in the left size. I'd be and, sitting right in yeah, the front of my house. I would. I with would a too. rifle and a scope. Yeah. And <laughs> ammunition and multiple weapons. Yeah, and I wouldn't just shoot people who were going to steal something. I would say, I would say, go away. Go right. away. If they attack me, then I will kill them. It's very simple. Don't step Fine. on my property. Yeah. Don't. No. Step away. Step away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you're dead. Next person. <laughs> yeah. That's Don't. what I would be doing. That's it. And but that's considered vigilantism. Even I think New York, you have a um, New Jersey. It is the, the their their castle law is very silly. That you are you have an obligation to flee if you can. If someone breaks into your house, you should you're supposed to try to leave first. You're supposed to give them all your shit and leave. Well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that if you can leave, if somebody breaks into your house and you can get away, just get away. Oh yeah, that, that's that's perfectly reasonable. Just who cares about the TV? Just get out. If you can't and you shoot them, you know, but right. yeah, yeah, you're still you would yeah, whatever. But they said you have you have, you have an obligation, you have to leave if you can. Well, but I, what if I don't want to? I'm going to say, "No, no, no. You get out of my house." That's what I would say if right. I if I have a gun or other you know, club or something that I can do. Yeah, you could be dangerous with those sticks. Yeah, you saw it. <laughs> well, fuck with me. Those uh, es- escrima, escrima escrima sticks, sticks right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see go see Ghostbusters Afterlife? I did not see it, no. Uh, we had a guest over that day, and it was going to end up being too much money to take them. And plus, apparently, I'm the only person who likes to see movies in the theater in my family. So, oh, man. Yeah, everyone's like, eh. <laughs> I'm like, well, fuck all y'all. I'm going to go by myself and watch this movie. So, well, I don't know. I, definitely I didn't wa- go see it. I definitely want to see it, too, but I haven't had... The opportunity to go see it yet? We should just see it. You just, just uh, well, your boys probably want to see it. I think the boys want to see yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. It, do you know? Is it on HBO? Yeah, you, can you stream it uh, as well on is there? It, I don't know. I don't know. I might sign up for it just for that. You might actually, I think it is exclusively in theaters right now, and then maybe in a week or two they'll open up to streaming. Okay, something like that. All right, very interesting. What else you got? Um, you had a lot right before we started <laughs> yeah, I was, recording. I was talking about well, here's here's one thing I was I just tweeted this out on our on our thing as uh, there uh, Pfizer and Merck coming out with a uh, antiviral COVID pill that apparently is like super duper effective. Like they did some studies uh, which seemed a little dubious. I mean, they had a very low, <laughs> they seemed to have a low number of people. I think they were doing it in a nursing home, which is why the numbers were so high. But they had like 782 people. Uh, and they had a placebo arm and a regular arm of this virus pill, and they actually had like 48 people like die out of the 782. Super high. That's not normally that's not normally COVID 
levels. But they had zero people die that were taking this antiviral pill, and this was old, uh, older sick folks. Is it called ivermectone? <laughs> yeah, no. I think that's a, that's a myth, too. It doesn't have anything to do with ivermectin. It's uh, different stuff, apparently. But do you think, Sable, like, what if this comes out and they say it's 100% effective? Do you think the CDC will say, you can take this instead of the vaccine if you want? Of course not. Fuck no, they won't. Of course not. <laughs> if they if if they ever back off of the vaccine mandates, it will show that they were wrong, and they'll be liable for all of the deaths. Totally, and, that's what they think. Yeah, and and the death numbers are not going down in the VAERS database. The Pfizer Pfizer still mm-hmm. responsible that's for the uh, the. Uh, uh, vaccine um, and adverse, adverse effects reaction or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then um, these are all confirmed by the CDC, and Pfizer still has the most of, yeah. of the deaths. Yeah, I, I, over two thousand. I'm probably not going to get uh, a, an extra jab, as they say. Because oh, you're wait, you're over seventy. I thought you were I, only 50. I, Yeah, I had the I had the Johnson and Johnson one, um, but. Remember when they when they first said, "Hey, one and done." That was mis. Turns out that was misinformation. When they mm-hmm. said one and done, I know I remember a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's bullshit." They're going to change their story afterward, and they went, "You're spreading misinformation." And now it's like, yeah, you need way more because you know the Johnson Johnson only lasts like two or three months. <laughs> that stuff we told you before turns out that was misinformation. And the people that were telling you that it was, we labeled them as spreading misinformation. Now this new information we're telling you ain't no way that's ever going to be considered misinformation. So take it to the <laughs> fucking bank, man. Fuck Bunch of liars. Bunch of fucking liars. You're the we we know after three big. Sp- Three spikes. Actually, California had very two small spikes and one large one mm-hmm. when, when, it, when it was really going around last year. After three big spikes, we know the numbers now. As far as everybody, you only have a one in uh, one in twenty thousand chance of even being hospitalized with COVID. Um, for ev- that's for everybody. Now, if you're vaccinated and healthy, it goes it drops way down. Even if you're just healthy, it drops way down to like falling in the shower and hurting your head uh, levels. So yeah. one in twenty thousand doesn't sound like uh, a very big number. You have a one in fourteen thousand chance of being struck by lightning and dying. <laughs> That's it. That seems kind of high. <laughs> I mean, one in fourteen. Yeah, the way they're freaking out about COVID, I would think a lot of people are being struck by lightning. Like, wow, is that really true? One in That's fourteen. True. You should yeah. look that up. I did. Yeah, so, so actually, That's why I looked okay. it up because yeah, I'm trying to trying to find something to help relate us to these numbers. So, if when the COVID virus comes around, don't don't be the tallest thing around. Don't don't, right. don't be near a tree. Don't Take, don't carry your spear go inside. around. Yeah, don't don't be on the golf course by yourself. You know, wow. on the upswing, crack. And I noticed there, there's a new definition of unvaccinated. Okay, thought experiment coming at you. All right, I'm ready. You and I, we both get the uh, Pfizer vaccine. Okay, which they say now, um, if we listen to the misinformation they said the first time, they said it was it was good. You're good to go too, and you're all done. Too but now good it's for like, life. Ah, it lasts about six months, seven. Maybe eight months. Then you should get another one because it wanes. Um, so you and I both get it, but they've also said that our reactions could be different. Like I could get a shit ton of antibodies, and you get like half of what I got, just because of the way your body reacts to the okay. vaccine. So let's say I got way more va- uh, immunity than you did, and you, you got about half of what I got. Two months later, no, let's say six months later, six months, when when they're saying, "Oh, it's starting to wane now," we both get hospitalized, go in. Amazingly, we both end up in beds next to each other, uh-huh. <laughs> so, and we're both like, I croak. But since it's been six months, they list me now as being unvaccinated, because that's an unvaxed death. You, who got it at the same time and even had le- fewer antibodies, 
you'll say you're fine. Well, he's fine because he was vaccinated, even mm-hmm. though, wait a second, I got it six months ago and so did you. But since I died, they get to say that I'm unvaccinated because it has waned and now I'm considered unvaccinated any longer. So this is a, no matter, they set it up so no matter what they say, they're correct. That's and you very all let it fucking happen, you stupid assholes. Especially in California, <laughs> you're all a bunch of stupid assholes. You know, I don't understand why we put up with it. Why do we stand around and take it so I, much? Especially in this in this state, it's just you, all we have to do is like it's like the metric system. Remember, we changed the metrics. And everybody said, "Yeah, good luck with that." That's all you have to do here. Is like you have to check your vaccine card to get into this uh, Starbucks, and Starbucks just has to go, yeah, yeah. And then everybody else has to. No, nah, I'm not showing it, and not, none of the employees want to do it. It's like fuck right. you. That's all we have to fucking do. Well, there just are, don't do it. There are a few people that take it upon themselves to be the police. In fact, I was walking outside on a college campus today. And this tard, which is short for a, a, an F tard, mm-hmm. not an R tard, mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, he's standing across the walkway from me, and he holds his mouth like he's blowing me a kiss. He makes this thing with his hand, which mm-hmm. is weird in and of itself. And so I wave, <laughs> just t- like, "What's happening?" He's like, "Hey," and and I'm like, "Hi." He he says, "You forgot your mask." I was like, "I'm outside." Did you offer him a psychiatrist, it's, it's like the, a number of a psychiatrist? It's this. It's the policy. It's the school policy. Said you can't spread it outside. Goodbye. I just kept walking. Good. He went home and and uh, um, probably had a conversation with his uh, single mom. About no, he that. he probably uh, has sent an email up to the oh, yeah. president of the college about me. Yeah, did he take a photo of you? Uh, no, but he probably knows who I am. Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't wearing my mask, so you could see my face. You attempted murder, are you? So you, you, you left out the part where you attempted to murder everybody by walking across the campus, Sable. <laughs> Fuck. Craziness. So there's definitely <laughs> going to be people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, that is just ridiculous. Yeah, should we... Now, uh, yeah, well, go ahead. Sorry. There's one more thing, yeah. and, and I didn't realize we are going to go so deep into COVID, but I'm going to have to go find the link for you later. But this, the Italy, the whole country of Italy went through their 2020 COVID death numbers. Mm-hmm. And do you remember they, they had some pretty high numbers? Do you remember anything about them? Not really. I remember they were supposedly pretty high. I don't remember uh, how high. Well, I'm going to check. I believe it was around 40,000. Mm-hmm. They revamped. They went through and they said, okay, mm-hmm. some of these people died because they had COVID. And some of these people died, they happened to have COVID. That's the mm-hmm. died of COVID versus mm-hmm. died with COVID, yeah. and they re- redid the numbers, and it was down to 3,000, not 40,000. Hmm. So they're spreading misinformation is what you're saying, Sable. We should lock the entire country of Italy down and scream and point at them like Donald Sutherland because they're all spreading misinformation, and they're trying to kill people. No, I think, I think that if they're going to go through and review the numbers and the numbers are going to be more accurate, I think that everybody should do that. Me too. I was just kidding about that thing before where I said talked about Donald Sutherland. So <laughs> no, he, yeah, I'm sure yeah. Donald's not gonna uh, come back at you for our show here. We need to have a specific like uh, not a, a we need a special task force that's bipartisan that just do statistical analytics about this type of stuff like this and send them around to every state and I got to do this and I got to publish it and mm-hmm. California everybody needs to be fired. I mean, I stopped listening to them when they closed the beaches and the and the trails, and I was like, "We obviously are being led by morons here." Right. We so. we clearly don't know 
what is going on. No. So I'm going to go back, and I thought I had saved that link, but I guess I didn't. Uh, I'll get that to you later and do a follow-up. Mm, okay. Usually I save these links for the show, but I'm not sure what happened to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about chronic pain or just wrap oh, it yeah. up now? Because uh, I could probably go a lot longer, but we could wrap it up a little quicker. That was that was actually the next topic on my okay. list. Okay. Because I wanted to ask you about your chronic back pain <laughs> and how did you solve it? I uh, did it without surgery. And uh, there's a couple things people need to know. If you have any sort of chronic pain, if you've got like upper back, lower back, you've got sciatica, you've got even carpal tunnel syndrome, stuff that's like maybe even started from an injury but that just has never gone away, you need to know a few things before you start getting surgery or anything. Uh, first thing you should do start, uh, is – no, actually, no, I'm, I'm going to say that's the third thing. Here's the first okay. thing you need to know. Do I need to write these down? Now, can I just rewind the show no, later? You've heard right. this twice already, so you could probably remember it. <laughs> um, but, but the recording was lost. Now, what you need to remember first off is um, take a thousand people, maybe 500 of them, have, of them have horrible searing pain and 500 of them have no pain at all. Take x-rays of their backs, MRIs, pass them out to uh, orthopedists or, or surgeons, chiropractors, pass them all out to their... They, are completely unable to pick out who has pain and who does not have pain based on looking at those. So you could have uh, a horrifying-looking X-ray MRI where your vertebrae are stacked on each other with no spacers in between, and that person has absolutely no pain at all. You can have another person who's got maybe some little pointy thing sticking up from one side, maybe some slight bulge, and they're screaming in pain and can't walk and have to take Vicodin every three hours. So you're saying the pain that people experience in their back doesn't come from the physically come from their back? Doesn't necessarily. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it's not. It does not appear to. Uh, another thing you need to know is uh, the placebo effect, which is mm-hmm. a very well studied phenomena. I could give you a tic tac and tell you that it's a, a horribly effect horrifyingly just astonishingly effective powerful painkiller that's going to knock you out and you you'll you'll take it and there's a very good chance that you'll go wow thank god and you'll fall asleep i can also take uh, a super powerful painkiller and tell someone it's a tic tac and give it to them and they will have no effect so what i'm saying is the brain is regulating all of this. If you if you truly believe that you've just taken medicine, there's a really good chance that your brain is going to fall in line and go, "Yep, that was good medicine. Thank you. No more pain." You know that I, I would kind of like to try that experiment. Yeah. Specifically that experiment. Mm-hmm. It's been done. <laughs> you can look them up. There's plenty. There's a lot That's of papers so- on this. And the the you know the placebo is the one where it helps you, and the nocebo effect is one where it ends up hurting you, where you've mm-hmm. actually taken a good drug and you've convinced yourself that it's not going to work because your brain's a- so. Anyway, um, another thing is I'll throw in. Uh, remember the I think it was uh, might have been Finland or something versus Latvia. What one of those countries up? Remember Bulgaria something? Anyway. Um, Neighboring countries who had similar populations, Finland or Norway, whatever the Scandinavian country was, they had a horrible, they have a big problem with um, uh, uh, whiplash. Yeah. And 
they they were giving people uh, time off work, and the insurance had to pay for a certain amount of you know six weeks of that whatever. And then the, somebody noticed that in the neighboring country, there's just like zero whiplash. Like, what's going on? Do they have better cars than they? they Are they better drivers? Better drivers? No, they had the same amount of accidents. It's like very similar. So they actually had people went over their visit, talking to the government. What do you guys do with whiplash? And they go, we don't fucking do anything with whiplash. We don't even talk about it. It's not mentioned. And like, aren't people walking around with whiplash? No. <laughs> but but the thing is, they discovered is that it's not a thing there. People may get into an accident and go, ow, my neck hurts. But then, you know, a week or two later, they're fine. They go back to their business. But the people in Finland or whatever it was, they were told very specifically, you need to be checked for whiplash. And it's very serious. You, you can get six weeks of paid work, you know, paid leave if you have whiplash. Mm-hmm. We need to send you to the doctor for whiplash. Whiplash. <laughs> it was very but are you saying whiplash-centric. Whip, whiplash. whiplash. Yeah. Very, uh, they're very... They made a big deal about it, and then they and so that seems to have contributed to the fact that everybody was suffering. Whiplash was way, was way more of a big problem in this uh, Scandinavian country. Now, um, keeping all that in mind and keeping your pain in mind, I want you to start going. Go to YouTube. First thing I uh, found when I was just looking this up, I, now, I remember this I, is advice for. People suffering with yes. chronic pain. Some people that have chronic pain. Okay. It's not obvious. Like if you if you fell off a six-story roof a couple days ago and you're having pain, you don't need to do this just yet. Your, your pain is probably taking its normal course. Okay. okay. All right. And I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. Um, but chronic pain means you have, you're having it for, for weeks yeah. or months or yeah, years. Yeah, like I had it. You've seen me in some bad pain. Like I've... Right, I've, right, right. I've, I've, I've Spent hours. I've spent months laying on the floor, and my I would sleep on the floor in my living room, so I wouldn't disturb my wife. Looking at the clock, wondering if I could take my next pain pill, like around the clock. Oh, and it was horrifying. And um, that lasted months. And it, usually, the pain would take like it would diminish like a percentage point a day. Mm-hmm. And if, I mean, after a hundred days, you'd notice, oh, it feels pretty good now, but you couldn't tell. Like, like it, it was, wasn't like, oh, I feel better than yesterday. It was like un. You couldn't even tell, okay. really. Maybe I'd go, okay, it's not as bad as it was three weeks ago, but you couldn't really tell from day to day because you'd wake up feeling exactly the same and it would just be another depression set in, like, I have to do this all day again. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible. So in, in, during one of my uh, bouts, um, and it was always my left leg. <laughs> I don't know why it it's focuses on one side or the other. Thank God it's never both. But I was listening to Joe Rogan. And Andrew Weil was on there. He's the... Mm-hmm. Funky doctor with the bald head and the big white beard. He was came, became famous in the nineties. Yeah, he's, health he, and wellness doctor. Yes. Yeah, he's great. Yes, he mentioned in passing about uh, working with Doctor John Sarno, and mm-hmm. Rogan said, "Who's that?" He said, "Oh, he's a famous back surgeon, back doctor at New York University, I think it was." And he said, "He's kind of famous for people that had chronic back pain going to hear him talk, and their back pain would go away while they were listening to him talk." And I'm like, huh? What is this you huh. say? This While he's like talking, huh? bullshit. But hmm. I'm going to look into this. So I started looking up John Sarno. First thing I found was on YouTube, John Stossel interview uh, with John with uh, Doctor John Sarno. So watch that one first. Just get a taste because he lays it out. Um, and then after you watch that, look up a guy named uh, Steve Ozanich. Uh, he's a, a sort of a devotee of uh, Doctor John Sarno, and just start looking up. You'll find you'll find a rabbit hole opens up for you with this, and you're going to see. I probably watched about 40, 50, 60 hours of people just talking, telling their stories about their 
like back pain. Like, yeah, I, I was playing, I was skiing and I had was sore the next day and then I haven't been able to walk for six months or, or that. And now, it when comes you, and goes. But when you say a rabbit hole, does that mean that I'm going to subscribe to Breitbart and start watching <laughs> the Daily Stormer or something like that? No. Not no, that kind of rabbit not hole? Not that kind of rabbit okay, hole. Okay. All right. A regular one where you just start discovering new things that the algorithm brings up for you that are correct that you okay. might actually want to, to look at. Um, so... Where was I? Um, totally messed you up, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, you were mentioning Steve Ozanich, yeah, John Steve Ozanich, Sarno, uh, and I John think Sarno. you were going somewhere with this, a specific syndrome. Yes. Um, what he called it was uh, TMS, uh, which used to stand for something different. Now we call it the mind-body syndrome, uh, TMS, the mind-body syndrome. Okay. Um, and basically what they uh, what, what those guys will tell you is, probably the pain you're feeling is real. <laughs> I felt it. You're, you're not making it up. And when you're, you know, you're walking and suddenly you, you seize up and scream and fall to the ground, that's, not, that's real pain. But the question is, what is causing the real pain? Now, mm-hmm. they, what they're going to tell you is your brain is actually doing this to you to protect you from something that your subconscious thinks is so horrifying that you shouldn't even face it. A lot of people have, like, and usually what he would say, it's like kind of repressed anger or rage. Like you're just pissed. And you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to do something like you don't like. Maybe you hate your job. You ever notice how back pain gets you out of going to work? Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. And you told a story about your, your, uh, your marathon running where your knee started hurting. And what? kept you from doing it. But I know. haven't told the listeners this. Yeah. So I, I ran for what well, I was a runner in the army and I was a fast runner. And, you know, I, would, I wouldn't run more than uh, five or six miles, but I would run down in five minute miles. So I was nice. lean and, and quick. And I was focusing on sprinting. And in the US Army at that time, you had to complete a two mile run in a few minutes in order to pass your physical exam, physical fitness exam, or your, your uh, PT test is what it, what, it, what it was called. But I decided I, I, I saw some people running marathons, and it was a bunch of normal people, like old guys and fat ladies, and they were all just running 26 miles, and I thought that was impossible. <laughs> so I got out of the Army. I started running marathons. I ran for about eight years. I ran 30 marathons. I ran a couple of ultras that were um, 32 and 40 miles long. And I was thinking I wanted to get into longer running, except my knee started to hurt. Mm-hmm. It started to hurt, and it wouldn't go away. And it and it hurt for a long time. And I said, you know what? I ran marathons for eight years. I think I ran enough. Mm-hmm. So I stopped running marathons. I just do my long walks or occasional little jogs here or there. And the knee pain went away. Mm-hmm. So I bought a pair of running shoes, and I thought, okay, it's time to get out and go start running again. And mm-hmm. my knee pain came back. But it came back before you started running? It came back when I bought the shoes. Yeah, when you bought the shoes. When I was thinking about going running again. Yeah, that's key. Right. That happens to a lot of people. Um, the the uh, So if you think, watch these videos, you're going to see people like, they, they seriously like, when you bring your MRI, like you have pain, you bring your MRI x-ray to the doctor, they're probably, if you're over the age of 30 to 40 years old, they will find something on there that looks as mm-hmm. though it could be the source of your pain. So they're just going to say, well, this thing here could be doing it. And they're just going to go with that. But like I said, and then they're going to cut you up and take it out. Yes, you don't want that right off the bat. Wait on that. Okay. Because <laughs> first off, back surgery has a very low success rate. Why do you think that is? It's because the pain wasn't in the back mm-hmm. in the first place. The brain was causing the pain for some reason. But now, the, but the surgery could be causing problems in and of itself. Yes, it could. Yeah. Um, so watch a lot of these videos. You're going to hear people who say, "Yeah, it was like." It would come back every two or three years. I was incapacitated. They wanted to do surgery, and 
um, you'll find a lot of people who like a lot of them. It happens when they're just like they're a day, like they're a couple days before surgery, and somehow they hear this name, Doctor John Sarno, and they go, "What?" And you'll hear them to go, "Thank God," because <laughs> I, I, my pain went away after I started thinking about this. I'm like, "Oh, suddenly the pain is just like, oh, I don't, I don't have any pain." <laughs> kind of happened to me. I was it was maybe the third or fourth flare up of this. I, every few years, I'd have a nasty flare up, and I was in my kitchen, and. I was like, I'm just gonna sit here and and I was taking some painkillers before, but they but they said don't take painkillers because it's not a pain and it's, it's pain is not the problem. Your brain is a problem. So I bought in after about forty or fifty hours. I'm like, I I, I believe it because I've seen my MRI. It wasn't that bad. It was just right. it was just nothing bad. So I said I'm just gonna sit here and let the pain thump. Th-. It was horrible, like just like mm-hmm. uh, what's it pulsing pain down the leg all the way down to my ankle. I mean, it's just like. And I'm like, I'm just gonna sit here and I'm 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 doing battle with it right now. I'm just gonna sit in my kitchen and I did it in my kitchen. I'm like, do your worst, man. I don't I don't care. I just sat there staring at. It. I'm like, why are you doing this? I was just talking to myself. Mm-hmm. What what do you think I'm gaining by you making this pain here? And God, like I told you before, it would be like it, it would diminish. Like you wouldn't tell a day day to day diminishment of the pain. It would just be like, oh, it's better than it was a few months ago. It's okay. This literally went from like probably an eight pain to zero pain in like 10 seconds. Wow. <laughs> well, I was like, and as soon as that happened, I went, oh, I was right. Uh-huh. This is never coming back again. This pain will not come back again. But you did so, say you had some numbness now. Yeah, I do have some numbness. That started a, little bit, a couple of days before where I was just walking on my painful leg in an attempt mm-hmm. to say, fuck this. This is not real. And I was just walking and it was it was hurting so bad. But then suddenly my whole, my whole leg went like numb and I'm like, oh, well, that's better than the pain I was feeling. Cool. But then I right, couldn't really right, right. feel anything. And I couldn't stand on my toes on the left side for like a year. And it's still a little bit numb. But I'll take that over that horrible pain. I do right. need to work on like, why is it numb? Because I think there must this be should be fixing reason. itself. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, it feels like there's a physical thing there, obviously, with the weird numbness. But I still think uh, I should ask, tell my brain, what, what, why are you keeping this hanging around? Fix right. this. Maybe there's a so nerve I'm gonna do issue that. still. So watch Steve Ozanich. Read John Sarno's books, um, and I ser- seriously go for hours. And if you're in horrible pain and you didn't get any, and you d- you don't have a really good reason for it, mm-hmm. you're a prime candidate. And if you've got some pent up anger, think about what's bothering you too, hmm. and ask your brain right. why are you why if you know why are you creating this pain? Yeah, you, you might have to spend a few days watching this. And guess what? You got time because you're probably just laying in bed. And watch why are videos. you so angry? Watch these videos. Let people's stories wash over you. Read them. Mm-hmm. Listen to them, and um, uh, if you want to call me, I'll talk to you. Oh, that's right. You can you, email us, it? and I I will talk to you. You have to pay something. If you pay me a dollar, fine. If you pay me five hundred dollars, fine, even better. But you know, mm-hmm. if I don't help you, um, just so, just, so they're gonna just give me a give me a penny. So if some, I don't help you, so somebody is uh, suffering right now with chronic pain, listening yeah. to the show, yeah, on the the Chronic Pain Weekly Show. <laughs> and they're going to send an email to the indispensable show at gmail.com. Yeah. You're going to answer that mm-hmm. and get in touch with them. Yeah. We'll talk. And I don't, I don't really have a time limit. We'll just talk, just kind of like we're doing now. I just want to tell you, yeah, what's going on? What do you feel now? How are you dealing with it? What, what happened? Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, I'll, I'll just go through the whole thing. We'll just, we'll just chat about it. You know, pay me a penny, pay me $500. I don't care. Just pay something. Interesting. If I don't help you, pay a penny. A little, if you got a little some, value for value. Help, whatever, value for value. Mm-hmm. But I, I think 
you, you need to pay something because you're not going to be invested if you don't pay something. If, you, if I just if I give you a free book that I wrote on on pain, you won't read it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right? Just yeah, I will. You could consult with me, give me some sort of a fee. I will help you. Okay. So sounds interesting. Well, you said you wanted to keep it a little bit short today. You want to wrap it up with a teaser and put this out over the yeah, holiday let's, weekend. Let's do it. All right. Well. I do want to thank you for coming over here, Dave, in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week <laughs> before Thanksgiving, yeah. to make up for uh, our botched um, project <laughs> last week that didn't happen. I know many people were were missing our Friday morning delivery. Yeah, sorry, folks, to their phone. But we're going to be here for you this week. We'll come back after Thanksgiving next week, and we're planning to bring Corey Parker Robinson back next week. And after Thanksgiving week, right? Oh, after, yeah, this is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, right? this is yeah, Thanksgiving so week. week. So next week, Look which today's the 23rd, we are recording. And we really want to hear about this inside Hollywood news where there seems to be British black guys taking the roles of American guys. <laughs> the Tucker Jibs. Or something like that. So we need to get some more some more input from him. And maybe we'll get a little bit more of, we'll get him fired up about the... Uh, about the wokeness of Hollywood today. Yeah. And then I can really tell him, well, I'll tell him off pod how I feel about Foundation, <laughs> and that'll really get him uh, fired up. He's a really great yeah. guy and and uh, Yes, a lovely guest, man. And a great guest to have. So until then, I guess uh, we'll wrap it up. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, let's wrap it right up. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, oh, everybody. you can uh, get us on Twitter at Sable and Dave. Mm-hmm. 